You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined by special guest, Mike Hayes. Hello, Pogesies! Mike, thank you for coming back. Uh, our, our dear friend Ben is still on hiatus currently, uh, and Mike... As as a you know an unofficial third host, a good friend volunteered to step in so we could bring you another episode, and boy, this is gonna be an episode. I feel bad we picked oh. a movie that probably no one else could watch. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. What what you know what I could do? I bet I could put this up on YouTube and no one would give a shit. Oh, I imagine uh, so. Like, even if it was a private link and you just need it, like we can hook you up. You know, like. Yeah, just let us know. We'll send you a link to... I don't even know how to describe this. Well, we're, we've got about an hour to do so. <laughs> and we'll see if people want to check it out afterwards. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to the mini-episode, we are watching 2010's Paradox, not to be confused with the seven other movies called Paradox. Mm. So low on the list is this that if you type Paradox in the IMDb, it doesn't even show up in the list of movies called Paradox. I had to go you... and Google Paradox 2010 movie to find the IMDb page. Yeah, it's it's very hard to, like, find in general. And that's unfortunately the same thing to say about the comic it's based on. It's just, if you type in Paradox comic, none of this shows up, but it's there, we swear. Yeah, and I mean, what's interesting, too, is Mike was able to find it. It is available on Comicology, and I got to tell you, this is a weird turn of events. If you guys have listened to the podcast, Mike is not a comic book guy. We bring him on mostly to watch really bad B-movies because Mike is the king of B-movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike bought the Paradise <laughs> Paradox comic and read it. I didn't even, we found it. I was like, maybe I'll buy that, and then I did nothing. Mike bought it and read it for someone <laughs> Said, well i'm well okay i know on. the reason but just i was shocked and you're like i read it i was like oh shit well no but i have to be honest so to buy it was like 3.99 right but i did also see that i could just do a trial for kindle unlimited for 30 days and so i just did that so i'm gonna after this i'm gonna cancel that's fine you know it's still it, you still put forth the effort that's what matters it's true i did want to and honestly i genuinely not just for the con- well, no, it was for the context of this specifically, but yeah, I was I gonna say I can't wa- imagine you wanted to read it. No, I just for fun. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna read it just for fun, no. But uh, I am glad that I did. Like I was knowing we were gonna talk about this movie and having seen this movie before, I was curious about the source material, and for once wanted to be the comic book guy who could be the. The guy who knows all the shit about it, you know. So that's me this time. I love it because usually uh, Ben will often, when we like watch really weird stuff, he'll go and find the comic and read like free issues on the internet or whatever, or, or buy it if he mm-hmm. can find it. And I never like never occurs to me to ever think to be like I should find that comic. I don't know why because I loved reading comics, but so I appreciate that you've been the guy now who went out and read this comic. Which, yeah. after watching the movie and the amount of times Mike could quote the next line of dialogue that was coming directly from the comic, <laughs> I might go buy it and just read it just for my own uh, edification. I, I will say that while I didn't plan on, you know, reading this outside of this context of us recording this, now that I've read it, it is based on a three parts comic book series. But there are five parts total. There's two more, I assume, after this. And I kind of do want to read those other two. And just see how it ends? Yeah, I mean... 
Maybe maybe those are on uh, Amazon Lookup. Oh, they are, and I'm gonna fucking find them. <laughs> well, at least they were on Comicology. So I think I think Kindle Unlimited thing. covers the Comic uh, Comicology Unlimited too. I think. Okay, sweet. Well, I'm gonna check those out later tonight, then, baby. Ah, yeah. This movie was. I one thank you, Mike, for finding this and then telling me about it and then mm-hmm. ripping your german purchased dvd so that yep. we can watch yeah. together i was i was desperate to find it after like seeing a trailer for it somehow and my my youtube algorithm is absolutely fucked oh so, i can, like, I can only thing... imagine the nightmare which is yours <laughs> it showed up uh, or, and i so i i was like i kind of really need to see this and then no wait that's not where I found it. Uh, fuck, this isn't great content. I found well, because uh, I'm trying to think of. I, it's a YouTube channel I found recently. I was unaware of. It's like it's a B movie one where they really talk. I'll find it and I'll know it by the end of it. But like, it's this channel that gets into. They'll do an episode that's like 40 minutes long about rip off Superman movies and they oh, get okay. all into it and like that kind of stuff. And it's really great. It's so well done. I absolutely am gonna plug them at the end of this. But they, that's right, they did something, some sort of type of movie, and this was in it. They featured it in this, and I was like, I have to fucking find this. And the only thing I could find for it was a German DVD release of it. So I bought it, I imported it from Germany, and I got it, and I ripped it, and then I, like, you know, set it up. Uh, I, I, you know, we got it and watched it, and it... When it starts, it says it's based on a comic series, and it was that that second I texted Pogues and Ben, like, dude, I got another one. Yeah, what was great was he had just told us we should watch Friday Foster, which we watched the previous uh, episode, and then... Like, as we were planning on what day to record, he texts, he's like, or we could watch this. I just bought it. You know, I, I got it from Germany. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and he was like, it's based on a comic. And I remember I said something to Ben because we were talking about when we were going to record. I was like, I feel like he's just, like, making up movies now to try to see if we'll watch them. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no such – because I typed it in. I was like, there's no such movie. Like, I can't find it. It doesn't exist. So I was like, is he just mm-hmm. messing with us? And boy, I, I can see why it's so hard to find <laughs> This was made by not only Sci-Fi Channel, but the UK version of the Sci-Fi Channel, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, Me either. And its budget, I think most of it had to go to Kevin Sorbo. Uh, This was before Kevin Sorbo revealed that he's, you know, batshit insane and uh, kind of a gigantic piece of shit. Uh, So, you know, just thought we should mention that. But this is before (laughs) that sort of came to the forefront, 2010 yeah, uh, it, it's definitely he seems to be giving his all. Two people are really acting in this movie, and several other mm-hmm. people are really not in acting. It. <laughs> <laughs> there is a coroner who feels like it was like the person they hired to just do like the line readings during coverage, and they're like, "We need you to be in the movie." And she was like, "All right, but all I know how to do is dryly read lines in order." <laughs> they're like, it's fine, it'll work. No one will notice because behind you will be a drunk man who looks nothing like or sounds nothing like <laughs> Winston Churchill playing a wizard version of Winston Churchill. <laughs> I mean, this movie, like, also, I think we were maybe 10, 15 minutes in and Mike goes, you know, when Ben's available again, we should really watch this again with him and then watch uh, Flesh Gordon. And I was like, yeah, we really should make yeah. Ben revisit these amazing, mm-hmm. horrible picks that Mike's finding us. <laughs> 
<laughs> these are important films, you know. I'm, and maybe I'm biased, but I, I don't know. This was one of those bad movies. It, it, it also does help. Like uh, me and you watched this together. We watched Friday Foster together, and it does help. Yeah. But like this felt like a movie that would be a lot of fun to watch with friends because it was just really, like, it's not super long, which is great. It's not mm-hmm. even. It's not even an hour and a half. <laughs> it didn't even no. reach. It didn't even reach feature length. No. But like, it's pretty fast paced. Something's kind of always happening. There's a little law in the middle where the plot. You don't. I did. I, I'll be honest. I still don't know what some of the stuff was like. <laughs> what the senator had to do with anything. I'm still not 100 percent sure what he was there for. Uh, but it's fun. Like, and the special effects. I. I mean, this is Boy. one of those great movies because it definitely felt like the director was like, no, I'm going to make this movie. I love this comic and I'm going to make this movie. And the studio had like the people probably were like production company was probably like, we're giving you $50 for special effects. He was like, I don't care. And they're like, isn't this movie predominantly special effects? And he's like, yeah, there's going to be a gargoyle. There's going to be a Pegasus. There's going to be a dragon. There's going to be mirrors. There's going to be teleportation. There's going to be people doing the worst hand gestures for magic. They're like, oh, you don't want to tone down any of this. And he was like, nope. Also, little holograms for cell phones. Mm-hmm. They were yeah, like, nothing. Yeah. D- don't want to cut any of this. He's like, no, one hundred percent no. Also, scene transitions. Go to comic book panels. Yep. It, God, it was... it's yeah. If this had a budget of like a hundred million dollars, it would be amazing. But it it had a budget of like ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, it, it had a budget of a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's. The special effects are questionable at best in some places, and then just outright hideous in others. Uh, the scene where Winston Churchill floats in was spectacular. Oh. Also, it's, they just they just swing for the fences, like it's like they don't. Yes. Care. they're like you're not going to give us the money. Fuck it, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, I feel like and they went just to the effects it. studio. They were like, you know, we can't do all this, and he was like, yes, you can. They're like, all right, I guess we'll try. We'll do it, and then you know what? They fucking tried. Oh, they and... tried. They tried <laughs> their best. Ah, God! Spoiler: I am so happy they tried. Oh yeah, this is this is like <laughs> the good kind of sci-fi original. Like sci-fi originals used to be amazing because they were like earnest films that were just really, really bad, and like mm-hmm. that's what makes them good. Is like people were trying to make a movie and it just fails miserably. Yeah. Then sci-fi realized people like to watch them because they were bad, and then they tried to purposely make them bad, which is not fun to watch. Because yeah, then you're just watching a bad movie that thinks it's clever, and they never are there. So I had, like, Sharknado 1, really funny. The last Sharknado is, like, a nightmare. It's just, like, so many, Ugh. like, aren't we clever jokes. Yeah, no good. Yeah, so this, this was... It's earnest. It just wants to yeah. do... And it's written by the guy who created and wrote the comics. Yes, which is something we found very bizarre because this is one of those things so the art for this comic is like real indies 90s kind of late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. artwork not not like i'm saying like oh my god I'm, I'm so good you know i'm like the jim lee of my era uh but it's not like great art so i assume the comic would be particularly bad and the description like i said is basically the the description the plot it sounds interesting until they like keep adding stuff to it like the basic plot is there's a world where instead of science they have magic so like all the stuff that science does for us magic does so magic medicine magic lights magic vehicles magic weapons spells all this stuff you're like oh that's kind of an interesting idea then they're like he travels to the the earth we know 
where there is no magic and you're like oh also interesting and then they're like there's also uh, a gargoyle there's a guy there's a, a wizard senator there's a wizard winston churchill uh, a necromancer who's a coroner at one point there's a golem and you're just like why are you putting all this in this like story yeah so i looked the guy up expecting him to have written like tons of shit like i was expecting him to have written like other really bad 90s comics and this dude was working as a comic book writer up until like 2020 he wrote yeah. uh for like house of he did uh one of the side stories for house of m for marvel uh he wrote something for i think like fear itself he wrote a bunch of stuff for dc i was like shocked and he's written like actual things he wrote an episode yeah. him and his wife uh she's also a, like a script writer they wrote an episode of the daredevil netflix show which was like season one when it was like really really good they wrote i forget there was another episode of it like a tv show they wrote and i was just like this is so wild yeah. that this guy has an actual career you know yeah he's got like like dude his he is a writer on the Spider-Man co-writer on the Spider-Man video game that came out in 2018. Yes. That was yeah, an which insane was like hit. insane. Yeah, he's a story by. He's got a story by credit on Arrow. He's a staff writer on the Daredevil series. He has. He's a staff writer for 13 episodes, so he must have like one main one with his wife. Oh his yeah. Wife also probably has multiple. Oh, credits. he might have come back for like a later season. I just saw he wrote one of the first. Uh, oh yeah. First season episodes. Man, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. He's written, he's worked with Marvel a ton. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, it's just uh, it's so weird because like you expect these people to be like awful, and I I don't know. It's just bizarre. He actually had like a good career after this, mm-hmm. and, and before it, like yeah, just this seemed to be like some sort of personal project. He wanted to write this comic, really loved it, knew some people. I assume with in in the 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 industry like the the director of this movie paradox ha- is has worked on other things like on arrow and the flash and stuff like that he was like the cinematographer on the flash for 48 episodes so he's like in that same oh, zone wonder. of stuff huh, so they probably know each other from stuff like he was a cinematographer on stargate atlantis uh poltergeist the legacy tv series in the 90s and like he's done a bunch of stuff too in on on tv so they must have become friends i bet they're friends and they decided to make you know yeah well i mean you know there this is also like 2010 is sort of um the peak you know like this is when like everything was getting really really big you know like marvel was kind of taking off um and comic book properties were being like snatched and they made like some just god-awful uh, you know, 2008 was Iron Man, and it made a ton mm-hmm. of money, and all of a sudden people were like, oh, shit, you know, the Spider-Man movies had come out, they were really popular. That terrible Daredevil movie made money. And so I imagine this oh, was God, probably, yeah. like, he probably went to a studio and was like, yeah, you could make this, it could be real low budget. You know, there's only, like, four sets, which is true. <laughs> there's only, like, four sets. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I have to think it's, like, a passion project. Like, they knew each other, and the co-writer is his wife, uh, who who's written with him for most of his TV stuff. So I have to think that, like, something like that, yeah, that they just did it as, like, a passion project, but, boy, it's just wild. And there's so, there's a couple things that are really interesting about this. Uh, I have mm-hmm. never seen a movie that has only one piece of trivia on IMDb. <laughs> I've never seen that before. There's always like somebody was like, uh, some guy forgot to fill his coffee cup back. You know what I mean? There's always like some dickhead who watches oh, sure. every movie. So there's always like two or three like goofs. 
But like, it just says based on the comic paradox. <laughs> that's it. And I was like, oh, that's odd. Um, but yeah, so there was like, that was very odd. Um, and then the author, the writer's Wikipedia page, which I assume he manages. You know what I mean? Like usually celebrities either have like, they do it or they have like, you know, a publicist or their agent does it. Yeah. Does it me- it mentions that he wrote the movie Paradox but says nothing about the comics as if like he doesn't oh. own the rights to them or something cuz I was like, "Oh, at first I freaked out." Not freaked out, but I was like, "Oh shit, I think Mike might be wrong. They must have made the comic about the movie." Mm. Because I'm like, it doesn't say that he wrote the comic. And then I I started looking into it and the comic exists, but according to like his his, his Wikipedia page, no. It does not. Yeah, it is odd. It's it was very, very odd. odd. Yeah, the comic's like 2005 or something. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. I've never seen that before where like somebody's page is like, no, we're not going to tell you what he wrote. <laughs> we know that that would be good for his career, but we're not going to. Yeah, there's a trade of the first three issues of the comic that came out in 2010, I think it looks like. And so like they probably put it together knowing, you know, we're, we got this movie coming out. Let's get some buzz around it if we can. Because Arcana is the publisher of the comics. Yes, which I don't think they exist anymore, but I could be wrong. There's so many like small press kind of comic companies that they could still be around, but I think they went out of business. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe like, yeah, maybe he can't say, like, maybe they own the rights and they don't exist anymore. But boy, let's just. I don't even know. Just dive how... into it. I don't even know. I how mean, to, like. The, the first thing that is interesting, well, not the first thing, but, like, this movie utilizes green screen, but in a way that would make you think the movie was made in, like, 1984. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like the green screen from Back to the Future, where you're like, well, clearly that guy's not there. But they use it in, like, multiple very weird scenes, including one where they're, like, in a snowy field, and these people are trying to make a pegasus land and it's we'll get to that in a second but also this entire movie's <laughs> supposed to take place in california but yet it's constantly cold and there's snow in like several shots it's very weird like they i think they just kind of forgot it, what they were doing because well, his fun. license says wichita in the beginning yeah, it's, it but, doesn't make sense that it says wichita but it is in california like but yeah because then they say winston churchill lives in, so i think what it was supposed to be was i think they must have moved the they were gonna have it be in wichita where it is cold yeah. and they forgot the change that Winston Churchill lives, has an estate in California. I think they were supposed I... to like change it to say he has an estate in Wichita. <laughs> but like it's, it's the comic takes place in Hollywood. He, he is, uh, he works for a Hollywood department or whatever he says in it. And so like, and then in the, in the movie, they do say like, there's no one by that like name later on. They're like, they find out that ah, that's hard to explain. I was trying to explain that. It doesn't make sense. Ah. No, no, honestly, the plot of this movie is questionable. At best. Well, there's an alternate <laughs> universe and they're like, they go to it. And at some point they're like, there's no one by that name that lives, works in the all of oh. California. Yes. And they're yeah. like, right. And then like, so they're, they're saying California in multiple parts. And, s- but for some reason that opening graphics says Wichita and Okay. Yeah, it, it's weird. They never address it. They keep saying California, but it's clearly snowing where they're at. Because at one point when they show Winston Churchill's house, 
there was snow on the ground. And it didn't even, like, at first it yeah. didn't occur to me. Because another weird thing is there's several scenes where people are talking and they're, quote, unquote, inside a building. But you can see their breath come out like is steam. Which means that they're is... filming in, like, freezing degree weather. But they're in what looks like a building. So like, well, they're they're probably in, like, they, they do these things where they have this big old house, you know, big old building. And then you can rent this space that you make into your, you know, make into your soundstage of sorts. Not that it's a proper soundstage, but you, they put a set in it. Yeah. But then that big building does not have heating or cooling. So oh, like, yes. it was very clear wherever they filmed this did not have cooling. Like they, it was, <laughs> or it was probably, it was probably out in the desert, you know, in LA area, like in California somewhere. And I think like they a filmed big it in, building. They probably filmed it in Vancouver since it was for like, or somewhere in the UK since it was for UK oh, sci-fi. That could, that could be that. And they but probably like it, just rented like an airport hangar. It yeah. just looked well, like a, a set in it. And they're like, you know, this building's just like metal sheets. That's it. Yeah. And they didn't, yeah, they didn't do the rest of it. Yeah. Cause that, that happens like absolutely happens. Like California has a plenty of those like, Oh yeah. Types of spots where there is no heating or cooling necessarily. And you'll see a lot of like B movie stuff that modern stuff that is shot in those things. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, you hear t- horror to- stories about. Oh yeah. I've never seen one though, where you can actually, not that oh, I watched no. it, but like you could see the steam coming off of their breath. And I was like, nobody thought to be like, can we get a space heater? It's just, just put it underneath heater. them so that it at least like just... warms up the air around their face. <laughs> yeah, no, it is wild that you see their breath. It's so good. It's so good. And it, like I said, and then the, like the weird green screen where like several of the backgrounds are just them standing, but like not even with like the pavement or the ground they're supposed to be on. They're like clearly above it. It's just so bad, but it was like delightful because <sighs> they then spent that money on some spectacularly not good CGI. <laughs> They, there, <laughs> there is a there is some differences of what CGI should be happening from the comic to the movie, but either way, they said, "Oh no, we're gonna have gargoyles and Pegasuses and and like a dragon and shit." I could not it, believe that when the dragon came out, and all I could think was, "Why did somebody working on the movie be like, let's not do this? <laughs> this is a lot of money, and it's not gonna look good." It oh god it would have changed everything though that's the ultimate scene that dragon that's the that ultimate. is true uh, the climax that's very boring <laughs> oh boy uh, yeah. th- and there's just so many like this movie also had something which I loved which was like it feels like they went to like an Applebee's that went out of business and just bought all the <laughs> shit that was on the walls and then used it to decorate oh god is it Applebee's yep. that used to have shit all over the walls right or TGI Fridays all of them yeah i think all did it but i mean like in somewhere somebody who made like steampunk canes and like (laughs) notebooks got an (laughs) erection in like the biggest payday of their life because so much shit is just like here's an object how do we make it look magic-y and they're like tape a screw to it it's like that doesn't why would that make it look (laughs) magic-y The best is at one point they show his flask, which has like a small porthole in it, like on a boat that looks like you could open it, which seems very pointless. And so Mike pointed out, sometimes you want to see how much is left. And I thought, you, you know, just want to... I don't drink. You could Maybe feel it. Like... You want to see a little, I don't know. It, it doesn't. Maybe you're like, you I s- forget. Is it vodka or whiskey? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's you can sell a drunk person anything. It's you know, it's what it is. It was one of amazing that and Winston Churchill's cane, which would be like so one-sided heavy as to be more dangerous than not walking with a cane. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would have been more likely to make him have an accident than had he not been carrying a cane at all. It oh. was so good. Um, but yeah, the the basic plot of the movie that starts is people are being killed by a handgun and this is baffling the the magic police force. Even yeah, though they can it's... raise the dead. Yeah, well, it's 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 filmed as a like a noir detective story right but in this world magic exists and science doesn't really like it's 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 like people it's scoff at it and so so like we 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 jump into this detective like that there's like a, a murder that's happened and they're like what's this metal piece of metal in this guy's head how did it get there without magic? Because they, they cast the, you know, for all the nerds out there, you can cast the detect magic spell and you can of detect course. the magic, right? If you guys and, didn't and, know that, like losers. Yeah, like a bunch of losers. We're talking about the cool nerds that know this from D&D, that you can detect magic and you mm-hmm. can find it. And so they're doing it and it's not showing up. And they're like, what is this shit? It's not magic. And, and they turns feel, out it's gunpowder. They feel bad. <laughs> baffled beyond belief that it would be possible to put a piece of metal into a person like hard (laughs) enough to kill them as if like they've never seen a stab victim like you could just if you take an ice pick you can puncture somebody's head disturbingly easily not that i know from experience in case the fbi is listening but it's like so weird they're like "I've, i've never seen this before and then like at one point winston churchill this part was very confusing to me winston churchill got shot right but yeah. he didn't appear to have a wound. It was like his body just absorbed it and closed up like he was the blob. Yeah. And then they were like, well, not... we don't know how to get it out. We'd have to cut him, and that's barbaric. And I'm like, wait, you guys, oh. I get that magic exists, but, like, surgery is not magic. Like, you can, you can have both things. Like, you could know that you could cut somebody open to remove something and then heal them with magic. I don't understand. Those aren't, like, I get the guns. Like, if you have magic powers, you don't need guns. I get that one, but... For the life of me, I could not figure out, like, people have to trip and occasionally get, like, something stuck in them. Or, you know what I mean? Like, somebody's no, walking fucked. with scissors. They are fucked in this yeah, world. The amount of people who die from, like, paper wo- or paper cuts. Or... It is it is wild. Like, yeah, just... <laughs> the comic shows it a little better in the sense of, like, Winston Churchill shows up, like, puts up, like, a, a magic shield. Because Winston Churchill is a wizard, by the way, in this One in of this the universe. most powerful wizards. Oh, one of the most powerful. He he defeated the Nazis when he found the sword Excalibur. Yes, which doesn't come up in the movie, so I'm not sure why they really bothered to tell us about Excalibur. No, but they just wanted to show us. But when he puts up the shield... Like, the bullet goes through the shield. Like, the shield obviously would stop magic that happens, but it goes through it. So you see that in the comic, and it makes sense. In the movie, you just kind of – there's a noise, and he puts his hand up, and, and then no blood, and yes. then what? People are repeatedly shot in this movie, and it has, like, the effect as if, like, somebody just kind of pushed them before a fight breaks out at a bar. Like, one guy gets shot in the shoulder, and then he's fine for the rest of the movie – Fine, firing a machine gun in the hand that, in the shoulder that was shot, like no problem. 
the main character gets shot in the hand and only once do you actually see that it's caused any sort of issue it was just very oh. very bizarre they they here's something that they don't cover i don't think in the movie it really at all they mention it but they don't really capture it as they should they mentioned iron Pogues. Yes. remember them talking about yeah, the yeah iron? they talk about it like maybe because we have more iron that's why magic doesn't work yeah but they don't really talk about how iron and i guess supposedly i don't know if this is the thing from things like D and stuff but where iron blocks magic so like all the police officers in this universe wear like iron mesh vests to like, stop magic um which i guess kind of comes up when when the senator's trying to kill people he's gonna yes, headshot them yeah. with magic right but and that like, is that's actually a long held uh, <laughs> like mythological. That's oh not D&D. yeah, it's the idea that iron or lead can for some reason stop. Magic. Okay, that which which makes sense. But like we don't get into this. I don't think in there the reason like Winston Churchill is also dying is not just because of the bullet inside oh, of his body. It, it's the, but the lead the, slowly killing him. The lead slowing getting rid of the, the the lead is stopping the magic inside of him, so his wizard powers aren't working anymore. Oh, that, so, now that you say that, that makes way more sense. I must yeah. maybe I missed that when we were no. They don't at say it in the oh. mo- they don't say it in the movie. It's fully covered in the comic, which I think I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting because it comes back throughout. But they don't really. This is a big point when Winston Churchill gets shot. It makes a big point of that whole situation, and then they don't capitalize on that in the movie. Like they don't show that stuff, and it's. It makes much more sense. Unless they did and we were laughing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of times we were just laughing at, I, this guy does the worst Winston Churchill impersonation. <laughs> it, it's like 95% just him like wrinkling his nose and then talking with like a drunk person's lisp, which is not what yeah. Winston Churchill sounds like. Uh, you maybe, can easily, maybe on Saturday. I guess. I mean, if anybody's interested, <laughs> it's really easy to find recordings and video of Winston Churchill speaking. He was alive when radio was around. Uh, you can hear him. His voice is like oddly high pitched because of the way they recorded stuff back then. But he does not sound like that. Look at this guy was in a hunt. Uh, what's his name? It's AC Peterson was has 198 credits. Okay, 198 people paid that man to act. Yes, he was in American Gods in 2017. Are you serious? I am. He was a uh, warden of Newgate. I don't okay, know. Okay, not uh, not a great which character that was. Not, not a, a main great, one. Not a great line when your character doesn't have a name. Uh, he was also in Hemlock Grove. Two episodes. Oh, I watched that. He's long also... after I should have stopped. <laughs> he was the mayor in Sucker Punch. He was in two episodes of X-Files. Yeah. The Lost Treasure of the Grand Canyon, excuse me. Oh, my God. He played Golden Jimmy in My Roommate's an Escort. Oh, wait. Wait, that was a TV (laughs) show? How could that possibly be a premise that could last more than an hour? He was in Traffic. The wow. TV, okay. the TV miniseries from 2004 that okay. I don't know, I don't know less, about existing. Yeah, less it was less impressive. Now you should have stopped talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he's got a lot of credits. This, you know, so you know, it is it is upsetting though how many of his <laughs> things are like, who do you play? Oh, I play Mayor. I play. Yeah. Yeah. I play. What's the what was the in Hemlock Grove? It was like Templar's owner. Ah, that's not a great one. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's, he's, he's a character actor throughout uh, for, since you know the mid '80s. What I'm confused at is why didn't they get him to play Winston Churchill in The Greatest Hour instead of letting uh, 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't even remember mm-hmm. who they actually got to play him. You know, it might have been Colin. F- no, I no, that I think that's the King's speech. Yeah, that is the King's speech. Is that even actually? I think I might have just made up a name. I don't even think that's what it's called. <laughs> no, there's a movie called The King's Speech, and it's no, not stars... the King's Speech. I meant. Oh. What is the? Is it Darkest Hour? This is a great comic book podcast where I'm I'm, I'm googling now. <laughs> it was Gary Oldman. Oh yeah. Well, you know. You know what? I'm watching 30 seconds of this. The, 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 I was wrong. This guy does agree with Trish. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back, AC. I should have never oh. doubted your slurring. Yeah, but but there's like all this stuff that happens. Okay, so like they're talking to Winston Churchill at some point because they think he's the murderer because he's like the strongest wizard in the area. Yeah, he's str- the only other person. He's strong. Him, uh, some other guy who's like here for a conference, which he just like immediately. Yeah. I think because the conference is about like peace treaties or something. He's yeah, like, yeah, something about tolerance or something. He yeah. wouldn't be a murderer. It's like, that's a pretty shoddy police work. <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, 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 Winston Churchill though gets him, comes, and then they're like talking, and Winston Churchill's like, "Here's a mirror that lets me goes to another parallel corner. world." <laughs> another. Yeah, but, but like, then they're in. It appears to let him out in like 1984 New York City, <laughs> where there's like way too much gang activity and uh, trash everywhere. It's yeah, very it's, bizarre. That's oh, great. There like, is. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that just uh, like it gets they get interrupted by a bunch of oh, like yeah. Pegasuses and gargoyles that jump in. Like they it, break it, through the the roof, which is a special effect that does not work. They make the roof like wiggle, and then it like falls in, and then there's a bunch yeah. of Pegasus. Oh, this it's a golem in the comic. In the comic, yes, there are, as you can see behind the golem, is a Pegasus with the guy in the motorcycle helmet <laughs> He's still, and some you know gargoyles. I appreciate, I appreciate safety first, even on a Pegasus. <laughs> yeah, but like, he, uh, like it, it's originally a giant golem that rips this open, which actually then makes sense for later in the movie, which is kind of, I mean, I guess they chose to have like seven gargoyles and Pegasuses instead of one giant golem for the special effect. They made that choice. Odd choice. I feel like the giant go. Although their Minotaur golem was not great, so maybe I shouldn't say. Yeah. This so maybe. Choice. Yeah. I mean, but... The best part of that scene is watching Winston Churchill do his magic, <laughs> where he's just like, yeah, yeah, and he's just like yeah. throwing his hands forward. But it's just like you know, it's like a chubby older man with like slicked back hair, and the special effects are not good. So it it looks like a dude just larping. <laughs> very upsetting oh it's man it, but but like this makes a lot of sense because the golem because later on when they had this minotaur golem the the woman writes like finishes this hebrew saying on it like she adds another character to it and it brings it to life which we're, we were both like wait what is this how this works and i, I believe that is how like jewish golems work you have to but write it's the a, word life on a piece of paper and put it in their mouth or it's yeah there's like stuff like that right so yeah, like yeah in in this the way he they defeat this golem is the name of the golem is written across its head and so he like is able to like like our detective guy is able to scratch it out enough and then the golem like crashes to the ground or turns back to stone or whatever so it establishes that minotaur later which is an important minotaur 
but the we... thing that's weird about the Minotaur is like she just comes in and tries to activate a golem, which is very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. I mean, they're noted for like you know they protect people is what a golem's supposed to be used for. So the idea that she just walks mm-hmm. in is like I get it's like walking into somebody's house and being like. I wonder if I could set off their alarm somehow. <laughs> yeah. Really make sure it, the police get here. Yeah. Especially when, in throughout the entire film, there's been no golems before. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like, very confusing. Like, when you're watching it, like, if I didn't, if I wasn't just, like, a huge nerd who was really into, like, mythology and stuff, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. Because they also yeah. picked a questionable, like, Hebrew symbol that looked too much sort of like a poorly drawn swastika, which I didn't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's other letters in the alphabet, guys. Pick a different one. Uh, and also, oh. she writes it in lipstick, which activates it, which seemed weird. Well, it had like two letters already. Like it had two characters, yeah. and then she added another one. And I bet, I bet it means something. I bet you that's a word. Yeah, I, I think what it is is uh, you have to write. I want to say it's. Uh, I think you have to write Adam's name on its forehead mm. or something mm. like that, and then you put a piece of paper in its mouth that has the Hebrew word for life written on it, and it'll come to life. Oh, okay. But okay. I'm getting, this is mostly just from my recollection of uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the, I want to say it's like the Golem of Prague or something. It's a story that during World mm. War II, a city was spared by a rabbi made a golem that would beat up the Nazis and kill them. Mm. It's not true, obviously, but it's, you know, just a fun little story. Well, Anytime not because we all die, know that I'm Winston excited. Churchill, we you know, know the reality is Winston Churchill killed all the Nazis with Excalibur. Yes, he after you know, in a way, it is the perfect person because Hitler was really he really <laughs> did believe in the occult, like he stole the spear of destiny because he thought it would help him win World War II, which is just like a yeah. bonkers thing to do. Which um, they do, they do address in this, they're like, like they talk, yeah, they about, talk about his they, occult, they fight thing. about, fight about the occult. And like Winston Churchill is ba- is 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 basically shamed because he suggests that also instead of also just magic, they do science. Let's look into science too, and he gets ridiculed yes. for that. A man who he's holds dis- Excalibur. Yeah, the man who holds Excalibur defeated the Nazis is is disgraced. The sword and which shamed. I think might let you like might make you king if you can wield it. I think you're just made king. Seems like an I odd choice to be mad at him. It is. It is interesting. But he then he's just he, a. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, but he's shamed to go to, like, North Hollywood. Yeah, then he moves to Hollywood, which seems like an odd choice. Like, at least move to, like, New York City or something. But what I was going to say is, this is an odd bit of trivia. Uh, Hitler stole the Spear of Destiny. For those of you who don't know, the Spear Mm -hmm. of Destiny is supposedly the spear which was used to stab Jesus Christ to see if he was dead while he was on the cross. Supposedly, whoever has has it cannot be defeated in battle. He had it all the way up until Americans raided a bunker which was full of art and the spear was in there and they took it and within two hours Hitler committed suicide. Whoa. At the end of World War II. So the spear was protecting him from himself. I guess. I mean, it really doesn't make any sense. He had already lost the war, but it's just a sort of a fun piece of trivia (laughs) I've always enjoyed because, I mean, the Spear of Destiny is definitely could not be the spear that punctured Jesus because it's, like, made of metal they didn't know how to make back or, like, well back then, but I digress. (laughs) I should have written this book is what I'm saying. I, you know, yeah. I, I do agree. Like the premise of this is actually very good. I find mm-hmm. it really like, I like a kind of a clever idea, a world where like magic has replaced science, but like there it's, instead of doing it like in the standard sort of like, you know, fantasy anime sort of thing where it's like, Oh, they have magic. So like everything's still very middle agey or, you know, like, this is just like it's 2010 but like 
magic just does everything so like everything yeah. is just like they have cell phones but they're magic and they have like a little star on them that lets them cast the conversation spell and so i liked the idea boy the implementation of it seems like it was a little <laughs> faulty both here and in the comic although the art for the you comic know? looks much better than the art for the cover of it which is if you just yeah google paradox the pa- comic the cover is not good Speaking of things that aren't good, the cover contains a bad bit of werewolf on it, and this movie contains a werewolf. Oh, yeah, it does. It has to be... To try to show... I always... This is one of my favorite things in movies, <laughs> is where they, like, try to show that, like, the main character is, like, better at their job than everybody else, so you know to be like, mm-hmm. oh, he's he's really good. He knows what he's doing. These people are bringing in this woman who, I, I don't know think she was being arrested because she was using this drug i forget what it was yeah, called she she was being arrested for a controlled substance uh tannis root yes and he overhears them and he says when was the last time her last dose and he says oh she said yesterday and he said you don't believe a criminal at which point she becomes the shittiest <laughs> uh werewolf i mean just like i i say this I think, Mike, you could make a better werewolf makeup. And I'm not trying wow. to mean to the makeup people on here. But, like, I've seen some of the stuff you get, you've get you done for, like, your goofy parody movies and your, like, press photos for B-Movie Mania. And I feel like you guys could probably pull this off better. It is so, oh. like, clearly just, like, a set of teeth, like, taped to the top of her gums. And then they just put something over it. It was just... Mm. And then she runs uh, and, like, just pushes a few people away. And then Kevin Sorbo just hits her in the face with a, <laughs> a fire hydrant and then, like, suplexes her. Yeah. And then just... goes over and yells at the other cop. It's like, about you should never trust a criminal, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, what was it? Where's the wolfman spray? <laughs> yeah. And the, it's he's like, where's the werewolf spray in the movie? Which doesn't make sense because in the comic he does yell more wolfbane spray, like which makes, which makes sense. More wolfbane. sense, yes. But werewolf spray, come on. I mean, yeah. I personally love the idea of it being werewolf spray, as if like you know it's like a type of cologne yeah. or something. Maybe that's true. Maybe they. Maybe it is funnier to like just be like we have a thing that's for that thing because it's a common thing. But well, also felt like. Um, there was somebody either the writer or somebody in the prop department was like had a bet with one of their friends that they could get the number 420 into this movie <laughs> like, oh yeah like they did an over under and he was like i don't think you could do it six times and he was like i'll do it six times <laughs> oh i got it baby <laughs> every surveillance tape they watched is at 420 uh evidence that was bagged the bullet came from 420 they find a bunch of cds later that have times labeled on them and they all say 420 uh <laughs> They they are gonna teleport back from uh, our planet to oh, their God. planet at four twenty. It and they say it like that's the time they say it. Like there's yes. been so many times ahead of, before that where they where like things say four twenty and you're like oh haha they keep doing this joke and then Kevin Sorbo literally opens up a pocket watch and goes oh look it's four twenty you know what that means and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's time to get high, Kevin. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, blaze it? I don't know. What do you want me to say here? (laughs) He says you know what that means. And he, like, I love, too, he's, like, in this point, he's in, like, a shootout where he's, like, (laughs) shot at a cop. There's two cops looking at him, and he, like, pulls out, like, his old pocket watch, and he's, like, hold on. And he opens it, and he's, like, oh, it's 420. 
And I was like, I think the cops would just shoot him the second he reached into his jacket. Oh, like, yeah. he already took a pot shot at two cops with a forty, like a forty-five Magnum pistol. I think they're just going to be like, well, let's just shoot him. Uh, it's, oh, so much of this movie was, like, the, there's just, and there's, like, so many weird little things. So, like I said, the transitions between scenes are, like, panels from a comic book. They do a lot of editing where it's, like, they show you like four different things. I forget what other movie we did. I'm sure Ben would maybe remember. I want to say it was like the Losers or something would do that, where it would like they would like divide the panels up so it looked like you were. I guess Scott Pilgrim did it, but like sort of like that. And one yeah. of them, and they would sometimes be like you know back at the coroner's office or you know downtown whatever. And one of them just said, uh, "What's the main character's name? Sean, right?" Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Not. It says, "Sean still hates zombies." That's a statement that only makes sense if we knew that he hated zombies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't know. And then he shows up and has this really long conversation with the coroner. And then they're just like, there's these zombies walking around who are basically just like people who look like they put on bad Alice Cooper eye makeup. And they're mm-hmm. just sort of like wiggling. Like, I don't know. It was the worst pantomime zombie I've ever seen in my life. But they're like janitors. And it was so weird. And then as he's leaving, he's like, oh, I hate zombies. And he just, like, walks out. And I was like, boy, that was a weird scene. Oh, after <laughs> after the coroner says, we sure do have weird jobs at the coroner's office at 2 a.m. I wish my second husband had been a cop. Maybe he would have understood understood the hours more. By the way, how's your divorce? And he's like, what? Who talks like that? And that's the way she says it. That's, like, not an exaggeration. She has no emotion. And she just is like, oh, I'm divorced two times. How about you? Are you divorced? And he's like, yeah, it's going through soon. And didn't matter. Did not need to know he was divorced. Didn't know he he did, you know, he had been married. It's just yeah. like such a weird. There was like a few times where I was like, boy, they really check off like a setup that never paid off. <laughs> they just were like, like when he, they said he used Excalibur, I was like, oh, in my mind, I was like, he's definitely going to use Excalibur at the end of the movie. God. Nope, never came back most famous sword in history we just gave up on it it's yeah there there's a bunch of little things like i mean that doesn't come back in the comic but like yeah, there's yeah, so but many I just little kept things that it. oh no of course no but there's stuff like that i feel like didn't pay off in the movie but they was in the comic like they had to cut it out not that it was like the most successful thing but like you got to edit stuff for time right and like it's the same same guy we said his name right we said uh uh, Christos Gage his name I don't think we did Christos N. Gage is his name oh yeah which is this. like a fucking amazing name it's a very good name Um, but like so he, he you know him and his wife wrote maybe both but at least this movie and so like you gotta edit stuff out and I get that like so you're gonna cut some stuff out that doesn't make sense you gotta keep some stuff in there that, that you want but like there is there's a weird romantic plot line throughout this movie that is different than the one in the comic but it's kind of the same but like in the comic the our cop orders a prostitute in within like pay on page something soon like it's not that long he orders a prostitute he orders a prostitute. She comes to his apartment door. It's to show how, like, depressed he is, which doesn't pay off. Because remember, he sells his wedding ring in the movie at some point. And it yes. seems like it's supposed to mean something, but we don't really know anything about that. 
we at least get this like beginning part where he orders a prostitute. And this is also in the way that they show like that the world is different where she shows up and, and she's like, she's like, you're a cop. He's like, I'm not, a, I'm not vice. I'm homicide. I just want some company. And then he's like, can you look like her? And shows him a picture of his wedding day. And so she's like, yeah, I can look like her. I just won't sound like her. And so she like transforms into his ex, his dead wife or ex-wife or whatever. And then they oh, like, this is I don't deeply know. upsetting. Yeah. And then like, it doesn't like, he's like, no, you're not her. And then like, this is the whole thing, but you get the idea that there's that thing. And then later, you know, he sells his wedding ring and someone's like, you still have your wedding ring on and sell that kind of stuff. And so like that pays off, but getting rid of this weird scene, which I get why you would get rid of it. Yeah. It was for sci-fi channel. But like, it feels very much like the scene that they cut out of the original Lethal Weapon, where he picks up like a underage prostitute to come back and watch oh. the Three Stooges with him, because he just doesn't want her to be on the street. But like, it is very odd because he's like picking up a like yeah. a minor prostitute, and it's just like yeah. come back and watch cartoons with me. And you're like, I don't like this. For this one, he just wants to fuck his his. I'm assuming dead. I gotta say, I feel like this somehow the lethal weapon one seems less creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. He's like, can you look like this woman? I need to have sex with her. <laughs> so disturbing. I'm, I guess you know. you know, magic. Yeah, you know, magic. But like, there's stuff. But and then at the end, oh my god! At the end, Pogues. Like, I thought maybe they got rid of some of this of romantic stuff because it, it kind of just she jumps in kind of hard in the comic. Like, she just really wants him this. uh have we talked about her, the the science woman? There's this no, woman we, who... we, have, we have not talked about the scientist he hooks up with. Yeah, she, there's this scientist he goes to get uh, help get, like, information on, like, this bullet he finds and about guns and stuff like that. And she, you know, she believes in, er, like, herbal medicine and, and actual surgery and science. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, so they end up, like, connecting because she's helping with the information and they have this bond. But in the comic, she gets... Quick, more quickly, like it's obvious she wants him, but he's like playing hard, not playing hard to get, but seemingly doesn't notice. But like, you know, it's just like some male ego shit. But, but at the end of it, if I may say, Pogues, there's a moment in the movie where they're like, "Hey, you run away. I'll we'll be I'll I'll distract the the the, the bad thing. You go, be safe." And then in the movie, they she like says, "I'm gonna go with you." and they'll do it together and they decide that. But then there's another moment where they're like, no, you got to go now. This is it. And so she leaves to go through the mirror to the other dimension. And he goes to like face the death. But in the comic, in in the movie, he, she's like, fuck it. I'm coming with you anyway. And then he like carries her through an exploding building. But in the comic, she leaves, but then fakes it out and grabs a Pegasus and like saves his ass. Actually. Like she comes back and like does something heroic. Unlike oh. in the movie where she's just a damsel in distress for the yeah, last Yeah, I would have preferred that. Yeah, because she basically yeah. is, like, not important at the end of the movie, which was no. sort of weird because they had set her up to kind of be yeah. somewhat interesting, and then she just really is kind of, like, pointless. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer they changed that. Yeah, Maybe it was she definitely... Did... She's like, I can't ride CGI Pegasus as only real ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, she she could she was a horse whisperer, though. <laughs> Let's talk for a second about that oh, scene. Oh, God, yeah. They find out that uh, mystic animals can only be made via a special license you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so since they know this guy showed up on a Pegasus, they go to talk to the guy who owns the Pegasus license. Yeah. 
and they have a Pegasus <laughs> they're trying to get to land. And it yeah. is quite possibly the most deeply upsetting horse I've ever seen uh. in my entire life. Its mouth is... Oh, it's terrifying. It, yeah, it, it should have been in a horror movie, not this movie. Like, it should no. have been the cre- like a villain in another horror movie. It's And she just whispers, she's like, shh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then the horse just lands. The guy's like, wow, how'd you oh. do that? It was like, what, just say th- the same words over and over? Yeah. It, yeah, the, the CG on it is like, they didn't know how to make what the inside of a horse mouth looked like. And it, oh, God. Yeah, it was terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's definitely nightmare fuel. Oh, the horse looks more like a horse in the comic, at least. Oh, in the comic, it looks like a classic, like, comic book panel. Looks kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it actually looks pretty good. I They should have done this instead of the weird... Yeah, you yeah, know, it's, what are you going to do? Very... That, that scene was... <laughs> oh, God, it was some of the worst CGI. Like, the movie has bad CGI, but the horse is definitely the most, like bad and upsetting of any of it the dragon yeah. at the end actually wasn't nearly as bad as i thought it was going to be because no he he says oh well meet like monsters incorporated or something <laughs> newest i don't know what the fuck he said like, he's like meet you? billy crystal yeah it's like i was like is he like doing an inch like a like a sales pitch for a company uh but he's like it's that's newest acquisition then he like runs away and a door opens and i was like oh god like and then they show it like just its eye in the darkness. I was like, this is going to be terrible. And then it came out. It, it's supposed to be a dragon, but it's really just a dog with spikes on it. But it yeah, was, it, I mean, it wasn't good, but I, I was expecting it to be like, oh, when you were like, it's a dragon. I was like, oh, God, there's no <laughs> way they can do. We've already seen their ability to do wings. It's not yeah. their strong suit. They ditch the wings on it. Like they just yeah. give it some some floppy spikes you know i feel like during dailies of like the cgi they saw the pegasus and they were like you know that dragon at the end they're like yeah they're like don't make it fly it's just whatever yeah. you oh. do don't make... oh yeah also youtube a couple of videos of like what things mouths look like <laughs> yeah let's go back on let's readdress that please they don't look like some sort of devil sock puppet uh they just have mouths uh it yeah that's cgi and then that was another thing that i loved is so like they have no science but at the end like every gun is from like 1934. I could not figure that out. Like he it, only pistols are from like the modern era, and one guy has yeah. machine gu- has like an M16. But like every other gun they pick up is like it was like a Tommy gun. Yeah, Thompson. Uh, the one guy has a Luger. Uh, yeah, and uh, he picks up like an old M60. It looked like at the end, and then at one point to kill the dragon, he picks up old German potato masher grenades yeah. and throws them into the, like. Of all the grenades in the world, well, maybe not all of them, but, like, potato mashers are the most confusing grenades to arm, to blow up. It's it's a ridiculous process. I, it's, like, it's no wonder we won that war. But, like, you know, a normal <laughs> grenade, you could at least look at it and be like, I guess I the pin comes out, and then yeah. you throw it. Uh, a potato masher, you have to unscrew the bottom of it. It has a cap, and then there's a little beaded cord, and you have to yank on that, and that starts the fuse, and then you can throw it. It's not something you could just think <laughs> So it's like, I know that's a nitpicky thing, but I was like, wow, what a bizarre. And I was like, but why Nazi grenades? Well, like, you know what I mean, that... like, like, where are they getting these guns from? But they had one AK laying out. I was like, I just don't understand, like, where they got this collection of weapons it, and what it's... they had them for. Oh, who knows? They, they were going still... to. Well, they were going to. You understand what the, the villains were trying to do, right? Or yes. no? So, so the plot of the movie is near as I understand it is it turns out his ex-partner slash uh 
chief of police. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh wanted to with the help of this other guy, they had created a machine that would push the two worlds together, the magic earth and the non-magic yeah. earth. And then they would be one world in which some people would know how to use magic, some people would know how to use science, and then they could build a per- like a utopia of magic and science horrible yeah. idea it's just well, a, it's a, yeah because it was also going to kill billions of people yeah because really yeah idea. because if you existed in both universes the the weaker one would die and the stronger one would stay and so then you know everyone it, it's basically like a thanos type bit right yeah, or an awesome or, or sort of like kind thing. of like every um like sci-fi like time travel like you know you can't touch yourself too 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 because that's the other thing is in each world there's a version of each person but there's people called paradoxes hence the title who have no doppelganger in the other world and those people tend as, as near as i can understand those people on the magic world were like really into science and believed in science because they had no corollary in the science world so i imagine that means if you had no corollary in the magic world you were like really really into magic probably like David yeah. blaine was probably a paradox <laughs> yeah and like but like that's why chris so like angel, you know i'm just naming yeah some... chris angel is obviously from the other dimension but like the the chief of police went and killed his doppelganger like they would they went yes. to the other universe to kill their doppelganger so they can then bring the worlds together and then they wouldn't die because they had no doppelganger because they were paradoxes and uh, but the, uh you know, I don't know. They 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 tried. They lost. Well, and then here was my other question. Mm-hmm. What did the senator have to do with any of the movie? The senator was a red herring because the chief of police and the uh, wizard guy he was working with uh, were using his pa- the senator's power to. I don't know. I actually don't know. Okay, I I genuinely was like they were like we were just using the senator, but I was like for what though I I can't yeah, yeah, figure yeah. out what the game no. was because the senator didn't seem to get anything out of it. Nope, I tried to work that backwards like because I knew that line like they're like we were just using him, and I was like all right I'll work this backwards, and then you heard me live action just go wait <laughs> no I actually have no idea what happened. Yeah, that's it. That's all I said is we used that's, it. Yeah, that's all the proof I got. He was in the movie, and they said they used him. Okay. Uh, Let's also uh, talk about the the senator, uh, who's a, I guess all like people of high position are all like super powerful wizards. Of course, uh, he's gonna wipe their minds so they don't remember like coming to arrest him, oh, and then they have boy. what is a I don't know a fight scene we'll call it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then Kevin or Sean shoots the senator in the shoulder. He then runs out and gets in like a Ford Rover, <laughs> mm-hmm. starts the car, and Sean runs out and is going to shoot him, but for some reason doesn't pull the trigger. <laughs> the guy then uses his mage powers to create like a tunnel of like rainbow rocks that yeah, form like, like, with, like a wall yeah. at the end. So he's stuck there, and the guy's going to drive into him, I guess, is the plan, and he won't be able to run because he's in between these rocks. Yeah. The senator then floors it. Mm-hmm. Sean uses the only spell he knows, which he said he could never get to work, and they never like. There's never any moment where he's like, "Oh my god, I can do magic!" Nothing. They just breeze over it. He phases out, and the car drives through him. 
The senator's plan, whether or not Sean was there, was to continue to accelerate as yeah. fast as he could. He know he's the one who built the wall at the end. Yeah. He hits it and just explodes. <laughs> Dumbest death of a villain I've ever seen. Well, can I tell you how this scene plays out in the comic? Yes, please. Okay. So, the police raid the senator's home. They're, they're, they split up to search different areas, right? And mm-hmm. we see the senator find two guys in one of the rooms in which he wipes their memories, but then... <laughs> then... Then... He, so, as he... Okay, here's... I'm going to read directly from it. He's like, you found nothing. You will awake and you'll remember none of this, but you'll drink yourself to death. What? So he he hypnot- basically wipes his memory, then hypnotizes him to say he's going to drink himself to death. And then he looks at the other guy and says, and you will wake up one morning and kill your entire family, then yourself. This seems like pretty mean when he's already accomplished what he wants, which is yeah. just to wipe their memory. And that's, and that's not even our main characters that he's going to attack. Yeah, these are <laughs> Those are just two. Now, I need to also mention that the senator's bodyguard does have six, has four arms. He, oh, he got okay. them added. That's a, that's a special effect that chose not to replicate within the that's, film. That's and it's a good probably call. For the best. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Mortal Kombat proved <laughs> that doesn't really work out well, no matter how you do it. Yeah. So we we get that, and they fight, and then we get out to the car scene, right? And the senator mm-hmm. makes the big giant wall that he's supposed to. <laughs> that his plan is to just run into fucking our hero Sean and smash him against the wall. But instead of there being a spell that Sean gets away, Sean jumps through the windshield, flies through that, crashes out the back window, (laughs) and then that's when the truck smashes into the wall. Like, he flies through two planes of glass. I don't know why I didn't send this to you right now. I I gotta tell you this. They should have done that. Just because then it, it would... It would have justified it. I, if I was driving and I was going to hit somebody and the guy went through both windows, I wouldn't even think about breaking anymore. I'd just yeah. be like, what? Oh, my God. This art is spectacular. It's so good. I love, it's too, I love like, the calm, collected look of the senator as he watches, yeah. watches him fly out the back He's window. He's like, what's this guy doing? Ah, I didn't see that coming. He's like, oh, shit. There's a wall. I, I love, like, the front panel where he just has, like, his hand up, like, could you believe this guy? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> This is spectacular. Guys, You, if nothing else, read this comic. I'm buying it tonight. <laughs> Do it, baby. Oh, my God. This is amazing. This this oh. definitely feels like when I tried to draw a comic where I'm just like, I don't understand how pages work. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. That's spectacular. Oh, it's a real yeah. fun time. Oh, it was, it was great. So, yeah, and I mean, there's this, like, weird subplot with this... Well, not, I guess not subplot, but the romantic plot where there's this woman named Lenore, Lenora who uh, runs like a scientist shop, which just looked like it was like a, she's Asian. So I don't know if like the set designers were like, just make it look like a somewhat offensive Far East store. Yeah. Like it just was like full of like ginseng and shit. And I was like, well, this doesn't make her a scientist. <laughs> like, yeah it had real like gremlins vibes <laughs> yes yeah like where i was like oh i don't think you guys understand what scientist means but like she just like he's like uh mike said he she just becomes like the love interest sort of just because like she's a woman and he's a man and like yeah. oh obviously they're gonna have sex it's like well are they because she seems to be 
much younger than Kevin Sorbo <laughs> yeah. and like is out of the league is she I mean like even if Kevin Sorbo was super rich it was like or yeah I guess maybe maybe he could have pulled that back in the Hercules days but definitely not now <laughs> but yeah I mean and her subplot is just like she's really into science but she never really gets she she is basically there to just sort of be a damsel at the end yeah, and just she... to kind of follow him around yeah, she decides that she, like, really liked that alternate universe. She's like, oh, I want to live there. But she doesn't just want to live there. She wants to live there with him. Like, it's it's this whole, like, he yes. he is suddenly a part of this whole, like, it's like, let's it's a let's run away together kind of plot that she suddenly decides is what her yeah, entire it, motive also, is. It's also very out of place because she's like, I love it. I would love to live there. It's like, you stayed in a shitty motel and watched, like, <laughs> local news. You didn't do any science stuff. I mean, no. yeah, it it was questionable at best. Uh, there is a weird scene when they go there where they go to a pawn shop to sell some gold rings and stuff to get money so they can buy stuff in the real world. And the guy says it's worth five grand. He'll give him $300, which is not really, that didn't make any sense. But he takes off his wedding ring. He's like, how much for this? And he's like, oh, shit, man, I'm going to retire early. He's like, I'll give you 310 for the whole thing. And he's like, 10 bucks? I can live with that. And it's, like, meant to be played as for, like, humor, but it, it's just, like, false flat. And then this pawn shop guy turns and says, how much for that? And the woman's like, oh, I don't oh. want to sell it. And she holds up her necklace. And he's like, no, I'm talking about the girl. And then Kevin Sorbo gets mad at him and is like, hey, how about a fat lip? And the guy's yeah. like, damn, see a therapist. And it's Mike yeah. pointed out, you just asked how much it was to buy a human being. <laughs> like... Yeah. Either you wanted a slave or you were propositioning you for sex. Either way, not cool, dude. Not cool. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you caught it in that scene. Uh, they are inside of a literal garage. The wall that was like <laughs> behind them, it, it was a garage door. You could see the light coming through like the oh, slats God. in the garage door. And as we pointed out, several of the scenes in this movie, which I felt very bad for the female actress, because like a few times they put her in like a, a very stereotypical Chinese dress. And it, you know, it's like silk, so it's like she's basically freezing to death. If it's cold enough to see their breath, and she's wearing a yeah. short sleeve. Meanwhile, Kevin Sorbo's in like a full suit and a trench coat. Yeah, and the whole thing's lit like a play. Like it's it's the lighting isn't properly cinematic, if you will. Oh, it, it could it. not. Yeah, it's definitely not cinematic. Like I think they were trying, probably trying to make it more film noir, like by having some like hard high lighting and stuff like that, but. It didn't. It just, it just came off as as not right. It's just kind of how it came off, like a stage play. Like, kind yeah, of yeah. Film. It definitely looked very much like a high school production where they're like, "Do you have spotlights?" And they're like, "No, we have nine lights over the stage. Yeah. <laughs> they shine down at two hundred watts each." Like that yep. seems like overkill. Uh, I think that's about it. I, we've actually talked quite a while about this <laughs> yes, amazing we have. film. Holy shit. If we go like another 15 minutes, we'll talk as long as the film is. Uh, oh is there anything goodness. else you, you wanted to bring up? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think I hit it. And if there was something else, you know, you can just always hit me up or I'll let you know in general. Yeah, if, if there's something else, save it for when we make Ben watch this when he comes oh back. Oh, my God. I would, I would love to. Same. I would we love should... to watch this again with it, like the, both of you. Oh, absolutely. I'm here for it. I'm, let's get, let's get, book it. It's, <laughs> book it, it. Oh, it. It'll definitely happen. Yes. Uh, so I guess would you, would you recommend people watch 2010's Ab Paradox? Absolutely. If you can get your hands on this motherfucker, like do it. It's it's a whole it's an experience. It's a good bad movie, I'd say.
yes i i would also recommend watching it uh i found it to be hilarious to watch with mike uh so it's definitely like if you like watching bad movies this one is is an actually fun bad movie not just a bang your head against the wall bad movie yeah there's uh, so many what the fuck moments like there's this oh, constant yeah. like what the fuck is happening moments. the the first like transition to the comic book angles both me oh. and mike's reactions were like what the f-? like it was just so out of nowhere uh the horse was very out of nowhere there's a couple of moments where it is very jarring and just i it, it's an uh, it's a great watch together uh if you do try to find it may be available somewhere on youtube but if it, you don't it, see Kevin Sorbo in the first five minutes, yeah. it's another movie called Paradox. Because I found six different movies on YouTube <laughs> called Paradox. All of them. I'll were try to like put college films. <laughs> I'll try to put something up, but I'm up on. If you go onto like you know Amazon or something, there's a couple listings for it that are thirty dollars for the DVD. But the, I, I think it might be worth it. Yeah, but there's some used versions for five dollars and seventeen cents. So there you go, definitely you, worth five dollars. You can and figure cents. out what the shipping on things is. Yeah, absolutely worth five. I don't remember if I spent thirty or the lower price for you know used ones. But there is also the chance that if our uh, listeners are in Chicago, you may you know show oh, us at your your events. This is gonna happen at B Movie Bingo, which I host at the Native at some point. I don't have it locked in yet, but probably sometime this summer because feels like a real summer jam. Oh, yeah, definitely. A, a summer jam in which there's snow everywhere and people's breaths are constantly visible. Yeah, exactly. In Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. A, a city known for its snow and cold. That's right. It's a chilly town. So check that out if you're in Chicago. Also, just check out any of those fun things Mike does. Uh, if I lived closer, it would be one of the few times I would go to a bar. Uh, but unfortunately, I live very far away. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug, Mike? Mm. Oh, I said I was going to plug that YouTube channel. Um, yeah, you, you really blew it. Yeah, we just well, talked for an hour and you couldn't even find it. <laughs> at some point, there there will be more B Movie Mania uh, podcast. At the moment, it's been on a hiatus, but it was pretty good. You know, it's a good time when we yeah, have def- the episodes. Definitely listen to it. Also, you go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to B Movie Mania. It's really fun. Mike is as always hilarious. Uh, they also have done like a bunch of interesting side projects like your sequel to twister oh, which thank was you. amazing oh. untwisted twister 2 uh, yeah i am very uh, proud of untwisted twister 2 highly recommend it uh it's on youtube uh <laughs> yeah just check it out ignore the real information that well not sorry i'm real in quotes about a quote-unquote real sequel for Twister called Twisters. I think Untwisted Twister 2 is a much better title for the sequel oh, of which definitely. we did make. I, I liked it. And the, the twist ending, if I can oh. say that. Didn't yeah. see it coming. <laughs> well, it's... Mike... Oh, go ahead. No, I got nothing. I was just okay. going to fill in something to say it's fun. <laughs> oh, definitely watch it. I watched it during its premiere, and it was spectacular. Um but yeah, Mike, I appreciate you coming in and filling in for Ben. Uh, I always appreciate when you're a guest, regardless of whether or not Ben is here. But I appreciate you helping me out in Ben's void. Um, yeah, I so I appreciate you, I appreciate always being asked on. I I really love you know being on here, and I love you guys. You're really fun. And that uh, YouTube channel is called the Bad Movie Bible. Uh, check it out. Lots of good stuff. This is where I learned about this movie. 
there we go look at this a plug at the very end Woo! got in there uh, also thank you for watching this with me i think that made this movie that much better so oh thanks I for watching everybody i recommend everybody out there pays 517 and some shipping get some friends together and just sits down for a real <laughs> dvd <laughs> real movie about magic and science uh starring horrible man and a not very good actor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next week. Bye.